Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. So today's the day of my mother's funeral. And I said yesterday, in the, the episode yesterday, that I would see if I could avoid doing more and more episodes that relate to the death of my mother and my mother but it just gives you so much material that's really relevant so today i want to talk about expectations uh in the expectation that despite it being the day of my mother's funeral that yesterday i was a little tearful and emotional today i'm not planning to be tearful and emotional but who knows But I want to talk about expectations in relation to ourselves and other people, other people's expectations of us, our expectations of them, our expectations of ourselves, and how complex it all becomes. And often in, you know, with such good intention of caring for people, of loving people, of not wanting to let people down, of wanting to live up to expectations of ourselves or of other people. But expectations can be very troublesome things, very troublesome things. I think if you have an expectation of yourself, what you want to get to a place of is, is an awareness that that expectation is yours and yours alone. Because the minute an expectation is attached in my in my view to what somebody else wants somebody else thinks is valid it makes life harder for you and and for them and in and and i'm going to restrict as as ever so my my experience i've been very fortunate in life in that however much i might have carped and complained and whinged and whined and been a very difficult teenager right the way up to the age of about 40 something i had good parents you know i've i've been in the fortunate position of growing up with parents who did everything in their power to make our lives better and you know were kind and were wise and generous and smart and to the best of their ability and often as children our expectations of them were way too high, you know, and have remained so right the way up until death. Expectations of a parent to to be somehow infallible and to never get it wrong and to just be there for whatever it is we want. And I think, look at the relationship of myself and my mother and my two brothers how different it is their expectations and my expectations you know and theirs you know one brother his expectation was of a person who he could always go on day trips with he could always go on holiday with 
someone he could share experiences with. And the moment she had a stroke, that was taken away. His expectation of what his mother should be became removed. And he was a little bit affronted by that. And then there was my other brother whose expectation of my mother was that she was someone he could talk to. You know, if he couldn't talk to anybody else in the world, he could just be totally open. He could share anything. She would never judge him. Well, she might sometimes say, you're being ridiculous. You know, she wouldn't be averse to actually saying it like it is and telling him he needs to put himself together, whatever it is. But he felt safe and he valued that conversational relationship that they had. And they, they had some shared interests around things like golf, for example, um, you know, and, and maybe going to the races, horse races, that is. And he felt like he'd been let down, his expectations hadn't been achieved again when mum went into a care home, when she started to develop a mild form of dementia that added to the stroke meant she couldn't talk and communicate the way she used to and she would forget things as you do. So his expectation of his mother had, it didn't adapt, it didn't adapt, didn't go, oh, she's a different person now. And my expectation of my mother well, obviously I'm biased, so the version you'll get of my expectation will be completely coloured because I'm the only person telling you. Um, but I've thought about it a lot, obviously, in the past couple of weeks. And I think my expectation of my mother is that she was unchanging. Do you know, she had a continuity about her that, you know that moment like we all do as children or or if we if we have happy caring families that is when we get hurt when we things go badly wrong you know have a grown up we are it's like oh mom you know we want tea and sympathy and cake and home cooked meals and fresh clean beds and not too many questions asked which was what i wanted and what my mom unfailingly gave and she I know she wanted to ask questions, but I was never terribly forthcoming about stuff. But hey, it's what I expected it, and that's what I got. So I was very fortunate, and sure, I lost that too when she went into a care home because there was no, you know, no, no mum there to make me a cup of tea or go, oh, you know, my bed would be ready if I wanted to stay over. There'd be no home cooked meals that my mum had made. There'd be nothing. It'd be just like me perched on a chair next to hers and that was it so my expectations weren't met and not her fault none of it was her fault and and so what's very sad is that my brother's expectations of their mother meant that they never gave a thought for what her expectations of them might be as she reached that point in life where she couldn't give them what they wanted there was never any flip into what she might want. And this is sounding a little bit like a criticism, you know, look at me, I still want to see my mother. And I'm not intending that. I just want to explore this notion of expectations and how it relates to parents, but also in a much wider context. So I was able to adapt my expectations, you know, partly that's the whole, you know, the, you're the girl in the family. Yeah, sadly, it often happens that way. You end up picking up the support stroke care whatever but it also was i guess a bit of a gift and a privilege to me because 
much as I'm not saying I enjoyed it, but as I say, I was a difficult teenager up to the age of 40, um, resentful, ungrateful, uh, didn't we didn't see eye to eye. You know, we were such, in so many ways, such different people that it was really difficult to have, you know, it wasn't always an easy relationship. It wasn't, we weren't best friends. Although sometimes we would have delicious moments where we would go out together and we would enjoy shopping or go for coffee or, or, or something. So we had those moments, but it wasn't constant. You know, the, world, the way she saw the world was different to the way I saw the world. And that's just the way it was. So I guess I had an opportunity to kind of make up for a bit of that. Uh, and I'm not saying you have to make up for anything, you know, because that comes from guilt. But it felt good for me to be able to do that. But to go back to expectations, a lot of my mum's life was tinged with depression, with sadness, despite her amazing spirit and independence. And some, I'm not saying all, but some of that was about her expectations. And her expectations were based on, as often is the case, is what we've experienced somewhere else where we think that is a good way to live or a good way to be and that forms our version of how the world should run and how people should behave and what we deserve and and we start to turn this into as my mother did a very giving person but not without a little bit of a sting in the tail so i'm giving but i've got an expectation even if it's not expressed that I'll get something back for this. And I don't mean in a very materialistic way, you know, quid pro quo. I just mean, you know, some gratitude, maybe some future, like you'll look after me in the future because I've looked after you. That didn't happen. And I, I see this with many clients and many friends, this, and you've probably got friends too who have expectations of partners, of children, of parents, of brothers, of sisters, of friends, and those those people are not living up to those expectations. And and you think, well, I'm not asking much. I'm just asking them to behave, you know, reasonably or to be polite or to remember just a birthday. It's not such a big deal. But expectations are loaded, absolutely loaded with. But why? What? Why do we ever? Why should we ever have any expectations of anybody? We, in my view, and this increasingly so as the years go on, I'm not saying I don't do this, you know, please, I always need to remind you, please don't think I've set myself up on some paragon pedestal. Of course not. Of course I don't get this right all the time. But in my quieter moments, in my contemplative moments, I realise that I have no right of expectations of anybody and, I, and neither does anybody else, no right at all. You know, I don't have the right to expect my son to get his feet off the table and wash up to my standards and be light and cheerful and, and a good conversationalist instead of grumpy, miserable and critical. I don't have any right to that. And I have no right to the my partner being happy and cheerful when he's feeling rubbish or doing the garden, even though he does, or cooking a meal, even though he does. I have no right to my clients to show up and, and do what I expect them to do, expectations. 
I've got no right to any of that. I can only lay out my expectations on my terms and say, look, here are my expectations. These are my boundaries. And oh, don't just hate that Facebook bomb. Go away. So these are my boundaries. And that's really what another word, if you like, for framing expectations on your terms is here's what I need for me. These, These are the terms on which I'm comfortable interacting with clients, students, parents, brothers, sisters, blah, 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 anyone. And it's not a kind of, here's the contract, sign it, like now you have to do all that stuff. No, it's just about clearly defining, okay, here's what I'm offering to you, what I'm saying to you, you should be able to expect from me. And okay, in a client relationship, you can actually actively spell that out. Here's what I I'm saying you should be able to expect from me. And here's what I'm, you know, if I don't live up to what I've said, I'll, I'll do. Then you have right to go, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> you said this would happen. But I'll also lay out and here's what I'm expecting of you. So it's it's upfront and it can, you know, sometimes there's negotiation. Sometimes people just go, OK, all right. So this is what we have to do here. And you make that choice. It's a choice. Do I engage with this or do I not? Does it completely fit me? Possibly not. Does 80% of it fit me enough that I'm happy with this and I could adapt to the rest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. But I used to do this with my son when he was younger. Now he's an adult. He's got his own damned opinions. How dare he? <laughs> but you can do you can do it with relationships. And so often I work with uh women predominantly but I I do work with men too but women predominantly who will complain about their partner and and I shouldn't have to tell them it might I remember my mother I shouldn't have to tell them I shouldn't have to ask I shouldn't have to oh there's that nasty word should we want that out out shouldn't is tied up with expectations and go well why shouldn't you have to ask why is there an expectation that someone sees the world the way you do that someone sees the dirt the way you do, that someone thinks this is important the way you do. If that's part of your expectation, it is incumbent upon you to express that, not to just unexpress it and just sit there resentfully stewing and building up a head of steam that at some point might explode or you turn it in on yourself. No, it is incumbent upon us to express what we feel, what we want. And there are good ways of doing that and not so good ways. And I'm still learning what a lot of those are. Uh, But one of those ways is if you want to express something, you're like, you're not happy with something and and you want to express that you're not happy with it, with some, something somebody else is doing or has done, you can come from a point of telling them how you feel about a specific type of behaviour. So it's not, I hate it when you do. It's, I feel really wounded and upset when I hear myself being spoken to in a raised voice. For example, and again, Let's ring fence this. I'm not talking about abusive relationships. I'm talking about reasonable 
good intent where they began relationships and you know just misunderstandings that become like mountains if we don't actually learn how to be grown-ups and stop this expectation thing you know and teachers often are really guilty of loading expectations upon the pupils which is one of the things i write about i am writing about in the book that i'm writing on behalf of Routledge, which is about mental health leadership in secondary schools it's it's in my view wrong to load expectations upon people yes inspire them to have expectations of themselves but that's very different to loading an expectation on someone's shoulders this is what you should have achieved by now this is what you will achieve by then this is what you will not achieve if you don't there's like threat loaded it's it's you know just imagine that the words the expectations we're using are actually weapons they are weapons and we can dress them up in all kinds of pretty clothes but expectations can be very powerful weapons and i think sometimes in midlife in menopause when we're trying to just reconnect with who the hell we are what is it i want in my life and finally maybe it is my i can decide oh my goodness which seems so liberating so freeing but then you're carrying all that baggage of other people's expectations and the expectations of yourself that you've acquired from other people that you think are yours but actually they're still other people's and again this relates back to the episode that i i did very early on which kind of inspired or was the catalyst for this whole thing around crisis to freedom and midlife reinvention which is rules are for fools in other words other people's rules other people's expectations so if there's any relationship in your life and it could just be your relationship with yourself doesn't have to be with another person just maybe spend a few minutes today when you stop listening to this episode or even while you're listening to this episode contemplating where you might have expectations of others or of yourself that could actually be done away with or be expressed differently or or just looked at from a different perspective and we've covered perspective before i know and if it's you know if it's you and, and, it, and there's a feeling of discomfort about expectations of maybe things you haven't achieved that you should have achieved or things you'd like to achieve but you're not quite sure whether that's an appropriate thing for someone of your age to be doing or whatever story you tell yourself anything that has an attachment that feels burdensome heavy uncomfortable then you want to be looking at that because it's not linked to who you really are and what you really want and what you deserve in this world you don't have to live up to anyone's expectations and when you get better at living up to your expectations but but those exciting ones rather than expectations with a sting in the tail and a kick up the rear you know they kind of excited anticipation of wow what if i set myself this and i actually do it let's give it a go that's very different and letting go of all the other stuff gives you the freedom to give yourself a fighting chance to actually do those things 
that you really would like to do, but because you're so busy worrying about what you should or shouldn't be doing, what someone else expects you to do, what someone else, you know, where you let someone down, where you might let someone down, all of that stuff. And it's about you or it's about what you expect of other people. When you let go of a load of that, God, just imagine that's actual clutter in your head. Just imagine wading into this room that you can't see. It's filled from floor to ceiling and wall to wall with just junk. And you wade in there and you, in one fell swoop of letting go of expectations, you empty half of it. That gives you a bit of room for manoeuvre. That gives you more space to be able to actually think clearly enough that you can maybe, just maybe, figure out what the hell it is you want and why you deserve it and allow other people to be drawn to you because they feel comfortable, because they don't feel the weight of extended expectations. And you'll be amazed at how it can really improve the quality of relationships. Okay. There you go. I didn't cry once on the day of my mother's funeral. So uh, tomorrow will be the day after the funeral. I'm hoping that that will feel different again in a good way. And I'm hoping for a really enjoyable ceremony. And yeah, okay. I hope this was helpful for you. As ever, please share on your own social media platforms as widely as you feel able to. And I will speak to you tomorrow. Have a brilliant rest of day. Bye for now.